1: Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there were no live shows last week. I was so sorry. Uh, just one of those things, you know, life kind of gets in the way sometimes. Um, and besides, you wouldn't want me talking about something if there's nothing to talk about. Although there was plenty to talk about, I just couldn't get the people on to help me out with talking about it so this week god willing a different story and blessed truly blessed to start off the week talking with the mighty mighty ceo of never had It so good entertainment my friend princess cooper my boss good morning how are you
0: gretchen i'm doing well thank you um for having me today I actually forgot I was talking live today in that last thirty minutes, but I'm here and doing well. You have okay. to, to bear with me. I am actually sure, on sure, with sure. AT and T too, so.
1: Um, oh boy! Okay. <laughs>
0: if you I'll do. What I can pop in when you can. Questions. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: Thank you. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna one of the things I do want to talk about. It um, is, and by the way. Because it's kind of open forum today, you know, please feel free, if there's something you want to talk about, uh, give us a call. The number is 516-387-1944. That is 516-387-1944. Um, it is National Suicide Prevention Month, uh, September's National Suicide Prevention Month. I'm going to start with that. I know uh, more gloom and doom than, than we probably need. However, however... The thing that I want to bring to light is that it's a lot easier now to uh, – if you are considering suicide or if you know someone that's considering suicide and you want to help them, it is easier now to uh, reach out because there is a three-digit dialing code now to the Super Suicide Prevention um, Hotline. Uh, and so it's 988. That's it. 988 wow. for the National – Suicide Prevention Lifeline So 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline That is it um, I wish That though keep in mind a couple Of things You know help Just ask God said asking ye shall receive Ask you know And even if the first person Isn't able to help Keep asking there is someone That can help in terms of not necessarily solving the problem, but at least maybe pointing you in the right direction. Um, I thought about it the other day, The I guess it was last week, the uh, CFO of Bed, Bath & Beyond, uh, well, they said, fell, originally said fell to his death. Um, I don't know what happened, you know, but they're saying it's suicide. 52 years old, just 52 years old. Um and, you know, it was it came after a day that the uh, store was talking about uh, closing more, some more stores because they've already closed some. Uh, I even saw the article and went immediately into one of my local bed baths and beyonds and asked them, are you all closing? guy's like, no. I was like, okay, just had to check. But, um, you know, they were closing 150 stores and um, they were laying off some workers. You know, yes that's awful. That's bad. That's, but, um, and and if you had something to do with it, you know, I know you're feeling a, a certain way about it, you know, but that doesn't mean that life is over and it truly doesn't mean you take your own life. Um, if any of us recall, uh, I know when I was in school, uh, or learning about um, my faith and faith in God and how how God operates. Suicide is not the thing you want to be doing. Suicide is considered a sin, y'all. We don't talk about sin that much. I think I really think we kind of need to a little bit more. And I think at some point people felt like they were be- being beaten over the head about sin, and so they didn't talk about it that much anymore, you know. But suicide is a sin. Um, it comes under the thou shalt not kill Because the commandment doesn't say thou not shalt not kill everybody except yourself The commandment says thou shalt not kill Okay, and he created life And he definitely doesn't want you taking your own life There is there is another way And the one thing that, that you've got to realize If you're considering suicide because things are just not going your way Please understand Number one, things aren't always going to go your way. Number two, you are not in control. God is in control. There's a certain amount of control that you have, and then after that point, it's out of your hands, and there's nothing you do. You have to learn some sort of acceptance that life is just the way it is, and there's not perfection in this life at all, no perfection at all. Um, We have to strive to do our best. And as long as you're striving to do your best, that's heaven on earth because it's not. <laughs> it's not, you know. But we we really have to take the reins on um, how we can get people to understand that suicide is, is not an alternative to what's going wrong in life. So like I said, you know, I'm not an expert. Most of you all that I'm, I feel like I'm talking to are not Experts in terms of how to handle this, so we go to the experts. And now it's an easy three-digit number: nine eight eight. So just please keep that in mind. If you got to post it somewhere so you can remember it, you know that's fine. Nine eight eight. Please just remember that. Um, so. Uh, Kristen, that's I, I,
0: powerful. I, I'm I'm sorry. I wanted to just interject
1: no, no, on that. please go ahead. Because I, wow. I don't, I didn't know whether you were on or not. So go ahead, please. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm still holding with AT and T but I just I wanna I wanna comment on that, you know. Um I, I don't think you and I can maybe fathom the point to get to where we think that's an option to take in our own lives. But there are some that really consider, um, that as an option and, and execute it, you know, and I have I have friends my age where, you know, their their son, you know, um, they thought he was on the way, he was in the military and um, and, and committed suicide because, you know, he wanted to do other things. He didn't want to go to the street now. He wanted to be a rap singer. You know, or, but we don't know what push, pushes people to that point. But um, to say well, that there like is the... just a 3, three digit nine eight eight. and I agree with you. Hey people. Yeah. Um, uh, um, committing suicide is a sin. And you're correct. It didn't say thou shall not kill except for yourself. It says thou shall not kill. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Find yeah. find another and, way out.
1: Talk to and somebody. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I can't say I never considered it. I can't say that. I I remember some days when I was in my twenties that I was trying to just navigate just you know life, uh, and there were just some things that just weren't making sense. But any time I ever considered it. I always I, my my thing was, I, I this may be bad, but I sure don't want to go to hell. <laughs> you know, and that's a one way ticket. I, I sure do not want to go to hell, and I the, and this comes to where I keep talking about how uh, we've pulled away from our spiritual teachings. Because if we know anything, if we stick to our guns, if we stick to the basic principles, like I said, even if we stick to the basic Ten Commandments that say thou shalt not kill, you're breaking one of those, you're going to hell. And, you know, you break that commandment, you're definitely going to hell. Because if you're on the way out, obviously the, the last thing on your mind is not asking for forgiveness. The last thing on your mind is killing yourself. Because if the last thing on your mind was asking for forgiveness, you would pull yourself back. You wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I don't think I've ever considered that. Um, you know, and 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 none of us live charm lives. There's always something that we we battle and we incur things mm-hmm. and. And, um, you know, and then we get a, um, a road where things are happy, but, you know, trials and tribulations, and I used to hear my mother say that and go, oh, okay, well, I'm not worried about anything, but I was 10 years old, but trials and tribulations mm-hmm. are going to come to all of us, um, mm-hmm. and we have to prepare, um, for sure, um, and every situation, we lo- we can learn from it, even in losing, mm-hmm. we learn, and we learn how to win from that point, but, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to chime in on that
1: one, Gretchen. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um a lot of stuff is going on um, now and this weekend. Oh, and I do want to remind people also too. By the way, uh, it is National Sickle Cell Awareness Month, so if you get a chance, I'm just asking you to please, uh, you know, grab a friend, go donate some blood. They're all there are usually incentives that around here. I know, especially with uh, One Blood and, and the Big Red Bus. Sometimes, uh, depending on who's hosting it, some, I know when I used to donate more, and I'm thinking about going back and doing it again. when I used to donate. They used to give out um, AMC uh, gift cards for movies, Uh, Wawa used to give out hoagies, you know, they're they're so, I mean, but the biggest incentive, please, is that you're going to help somebody else that actually is going to be in need of blood transfusions. You know, there's going to be a need. So please, you know, just, just keep sickle cell awareness, though, in mind and, and make that your effort toward generating awareness. And, if, you know, if you say you're going to go donate and someone asks you why, I just tell them, well, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, it, what I have to offer is there uh, it, just in case someone with sickle cell can use my blood. And, and even if they can't, someone else I know can use it because there's, it, they, I've never heard them say that there was an overflow of a blood supply. I've never ever heard that. I've always heard that there was a shortage. I've never heard that they've had to toss blood because they had too much. You know, so there may have been other reasons, but I've never heard that. So please consider it. You know that you, you can see though just just about every weekend, some parking lot has a has a either a big red bus or a little red bus. Um, You know, stop in and uh, just make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you're hydrated before you go. And you can go onto the website. I'm going to post it. You can go onto the website. I know that there are certain medications that are prohibited. Um, I was talking to someone when I was out there earlier this month with my my friend Stephanie. Um, You know, uh, there are – so there's a list. So I'm going to try to find that list and post it too. But there's not that many of them on the list, and there's not that many – Things or that many reasons to prohibit you from donating. So, yeah, please, please go donate. You know, hmm. I would appreciate that. It is hey, also, Richard, I am back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is also, also National now, Childhood now, Obesity Abesity. Month, Awareness Month. Um and National Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, and I'm bringing those up because, it, it, to me, in a way, so, some of that goes hand in hand. Now, we know some disease, diseases are genetic, but we know that some diseases are lifestyle cho- choices. And the more ob- obese, whether you're a, a child or an adult, the more obesity that you're dealing with, the more that makes you susceptible to all types of diseases, or even if you have pre-existing conditions, obesity sometimes can make that situation worse. So, but with the kids, you know, if you're starting, I, I was a skinny child. I, I was by the time I went to college, I was 95 pounds. Um, I don't want to talk about what I am now, but I am working on it a little bit. I've got to do better. Um, And people would ask, does she eat? Like, yeah, she eats like a horse, you know, but the thing about it is, you know, my parents made sure I had balanced meals. That's how I, you know, I mean, I hear these kids that don't eat vegetables, don't like vegetables. Think about it is you got to start children off early, learning what a balanced diet is, how a, a good plate should look like in terms of, of vegetables. You know, they talk about colors of the rainbow. So, goodness knows there should be, you know, car- carrots on the plate. You know, when we talk about green vegetables. Even if it's soul food, there's ways that you can prepare it uh, and and get the best nutrition out of it. You know, we don't necessarily have to prepare things the way that they were prepared when we were younger, because some of those ways are not necessarily the best for us. But um, I, I do think, though, that our parents, Ate better in terms of eating vegetables because you kind of had to eat what, you know, what you could grow in some cases. You know, you weren't always able to go and run and spend a whole bunch of money at the store. And there definitely weren't, and I know in my parents' case, there were definitely weren't fast food restaurants, you know. And I can't even call them fast food anymore. I guess you can call them somewhat uh, of a convenience because you're not having to cook. But I mean, you can't necessarily say those things are are good for you. So one of the things that I would suggest in to keep in, keep our kids in mind in terms of you know things that are good for them, start them off growing vegetables. Start them off learning you know different seeds and what, if A seed packet is cheap. You know, you can go. It's not as cheap as it used to be, but a seed packet is still cheap. You can get you. Uh, you know container almost any container will will probably do um do you do you have coffee do you use ground coffee you know if it's not in a bag if it's in a can if it's in a can start it with a coffee can you know use the use the coffee grounds to grow some of your stuff but just start off with, you know, maybe your children growing vegetables as a hobby and learning about the vegetables and the nutritional value, so that by the time they grow up, you know, they will learn, they will have it as a part of their regular diet, you know, and, and it won't be uh, uh, such a chore, or such a task to get your child to eat, especially if they're already familiar with it and know early on with the value of it in terms of the the helpfulness in terms of their systems and growing daughter lifelong hair gee what can they eat to keep you know their hair thick and full and and growing well you know there there are vegetables out there you know someone wants to build muscles what can they eat to grow you know and then build the muscles other in addition to um uh, having to do uh exercise you know diet plays a big role too you know, drinking enough water, I and, and God knows, I, water is a force issue for me. But I can tell when my body has not had enough water in so many different ways. Have your children start paying attention attention to what, uh, what nutrients are missing, how, why they feel a certain way. Are they tired because, you know, they've exerted themselves too much, or are they actually tired because they're missing some nutrients? In their body, um, so have your child pay attention to their bodies and what is needed and what is missing and how they because you don't want them having heart attacks in their thirties, twenties uh, whatever the case may be so you know I'm hopefully you're gonna get somebody on to talk about that to get to get us on track in terms of how we can keep our kids healthy. But um, obesity is not necessarily something even certain. Even though certain amounts of obesity are genetic in some cases, for the um, for the parts that aren't. We want to try to keep those in check as much as possible. But anyway, right now we're going to take a break. If you have a question, a topic that you want to discuss, the number is 516-387-1944. 516-387-1944. This is Gee's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment, and we will be right back. Yeah. Ooh. Good morning, welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Um so this, we're we're kind of open to whatever you want to talk about. The number 516-387-1944. Uh we also just want to quickly recognize, you know, um, there's been a lot of tributes this weekend, but we also want to c- quickly recognize that it, yesterday was the anniversary of uh not the 9/11 attacks. Um, in New York and DC and um Pennsylvania and um you know unfortunately there're still like first responders that are still suffering residual effects and have died from residual effects of um what happened that day um some people are still even struggling 21 years later with uh Dealing with what actually happened and, the, you know, just other impacts. You know, we talked about, uh, we just talked about suicide, but there's other mental health impacts that come from traumatic situations such as that. So um, we want to, you know, keep, keep the people that were affected by that in prayer always for that. So just wanted to mention that. I also want to mention something about a story uh, um well before i go to that i'm going to mention something else i came across this uh article about um removing reducing the effects of dementia now because since we're um talking we were talking a little bit about suicide and we were talking a little bit about uh, the mental health of some dealing with 9 11. dementia is is kind of personal to me my mother was prior to her death was developing it um i wouldn't wish it on my worst worst enemy um, there's an article according to this mental, excuse me, medical news today. Um, it, it says dementia affects more than 55 million people worldwide. And is the seventh leading cause of death globally. But they were saying that there's ways of reducing um, the risk of dementia. And that one of those things just very simply is walking, walking, W-A-L-K-I-N-G, walking. If you, were to walk 4,000 steps a day, according to this article, you may reduce dementia by 25%. So your risk of dementia may be reduced by 25% if you walk 4,000 steps a day. You know what 4,000 steps? I can tell you easily what 4,000 steps a day could be. I um, I go to the gym Monday through Friday, um, and I go and I spend about a half an hour on the elliptical, probably about 4,000 steps a day, a half an hour on the elliptical. Um, and there are other things, too. You can walk around a block. You can walk in the big box stores if you don't want to walk outside in the heat, and I don't necessarily blame you one bit. But, hey, those big box stores, you can you can find a way to walk in there and get, get you some steps that way, Um you know, I mean, there's uh, other activities in which you can do that. Mowing your own lawn, uh, and I'm not trying to put anybody out of business at all, and I'm sure there's plenty of lawns that need to be mowed. But mowing your own lawn, you can get a good amount of steps by doing that. Um, there's other things, too. But just want to say, and that's that reduces it by a quarter. You know what it reduces it by a half if you do 10,000 steps a day, which is usually recommended by um most, uh, physicians is to try to get in 10,000 steps a day, uh, get you a fitness tracker if you can, um, or just, you know, make, find a way to count it on your own. But, uh, 10,000 steps a day, it says could half a person's, uh, risk of developing dementia. Definitely. You don't want it. You don't want anybody that you know and love to have it. Uh, let's see what we can do. Um, you know, they're they're saying that this number of people we talked about, the 55 million people, they said say that the number is set to rise to 139 million people with dementia by 2050. 139 million people by 2050. Please, please, let's get the stepping, uh, go walking, go dancing, whatever you need to do. Uh, you know, even if you you're not walking, how about a bike ride? <laughs> that would save that would save some of your your air quality too. You know, <laughs> you did some bike riding, some of us that could. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. The other thing I want I'm, I'm switching gears though on this. Another thing I wanted to mention, and I missed it, and I I heard about it I guess yesterday, and my husband was surprised that I didn't because I keep up on stuff usually a little bit. Uh, a woman went on a church trip to a casino and won the jackpot and tried to do the responsible thing, I guess, in terms of uh, cashing the check um, uh, or depositing the check or whatever, they thought that she had a bogus check, believe it or not, um, and uh, would not cash it. And in fact, not only that, they kept her check. Uh, I think she got it back the next day. But I'm like, how do you keep somebody's check? That's someone's personal property. Um, I, I don't know how that happens. Because I know, I think I would have called, me. Uh, you know, I would have called the police or something. But you're not keeping, even though counterfeit or not, um, you're not keeping my check. <laughs> it's mine, you know. Uh, so I, I don't know where, how they felt that they were within their rights. And if anybody is in banking, maybe you can explain and tell us how they were well within their rights to keep this woman's check. Um, but uh, anyway, I th- I think um, I feel a, a, a suit coming on, possibly. I don't know. So anyway, she was 71 years old. Uh <laughs> I'm trying to pull up this. This is from the Washington Post. Uh, she's 71 years old. She won twenty thousand um, dollars. The the bank told her, fifth third bank branch told her that the check from the casino was fraudulent. They took it from her and would not return it. And they said she and I think they are it.
0: legally um, bound to do that if they feel there's fraudulence going on. They um allowed to keep it now they're not allowed to tear it up Gretchen um, but I've actually seen some banks do that really but, yeah hmm but um, isn't gosh, that my personal,
1: personal property um, um, if you not if my personal it's a property isn't that stealing it.
0: no no <laughs> but you they have are approved. allowed to keep it and call and call the authorities um, and I was gonna say it you haven't proved that
1: the check is fraudulent though
0: yeah but they um, Based on, on the laws, they're allowed to keep it and call the authorities. And then the authorities will then take possession of it, and if proven wrong, they they give it back. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and tellers sometimes are very afraid to do so. Um, and that's why a lot of banks now keep um, security guards. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um Not that I've ever had a fraudulent check. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, have mercy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel bad for
1: her. It's like you're talking about taking the wind out of your (laughs) sails, right? Mm -hmm. But I have
0: been an auditor of banks, and um, I have seen that as as a policy. But, yeah, talk about, you know, um, and even when you see a client that has been depositing, she's in her 70s and has been depositing you know, 20, 30, 40 years of her life at that bank and never had a $20,000 mm-hmm. check. Um, um, to most banks, I'd say 99% of them, that's a red flag. Um, uh, but what comes up is that it doesn't look like a correct routing number or account number in, or doesn't have the correct numbers in it. That's a red flag. And, and maybe that's what they saw, but I'm glad she got it back. I'm glad she I'm got glad it I'm glad,
1: too. They're saying that a a similar incident happened in that same city um, a couple years ago. A black man tried to deposit checks at um, a bank, TCF bank, in a place called Livonia, where Uh um, it said the man uh, uh, said that employees refused to deposit his checks, citing possible bank bank fraud, and um, called the police. So. It's just, it's just, you know. And the thing is, it's I, I, I haven't had that happen because I've not had a check that big um, yet. <laughs> my, my ship is coming, I hope. But anyway, but I have had incidents where, um, and it seems to happen when my husband and I go on vacation sometimes. But where, yeah, okay, you know, on vacation you may spend a little bit more. You may go out of state, and you're you know, doing a little shopping or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, no, you can't use, you know, you can't use this card, the card's invalid, or there's a hold on it or something like that. And you have to call your bank and tell them, hey, it's me. Have you ever had that happen?
0: Oh, yeah. when it, If I'm out of town, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, um was in Florida a couple of, a couple of years ago and, and used it in one place and then used it one more time and and they denied it and you know it was a five hundred dollar purchase but um, I had plenty to to cover that now finally called right. them and they said um, um, usually and in, in now most banks and bank accounts online have it where you can do a travel. Um, you know hey i'm traveling um and this is the the area i'm going to be in and you may see some charges there you can do that now but um 2 or 3 years ago i don't even know if a lot of banks has that had that an option but yes and once they verified it was me and they did a lot of verification they had it went ahead and released it and i was able to purchase so yeah I've, I've had that to happen in several states you know um john and i drove from florida all the way to Texas and went through and out um, several states and um, and had we had that to happen. But once we alerted them and told them that, hey, we were traveling for the next two weeks, they released it and didn't, it didn't come up again. But yes.
1: Okay. So I guess that's a, a practice or a habit that we're going to have to get into now with our banking institutions and say, you know, hey, this is, you know, this may this this may happen. This is where we're going mm-hmm. to be. So, you know, don't shut me down. You know, yeah. After and banking I, I, hours,
0: I guess after being mad, um, I'm I'm glad that they have that fail safe system because you know most of my charges for the most part part come from you know two nine two zero one area code in Columbia South Carolina, um, mm-hmm. and um, you know if you start seeing charges. In you know, several places. Like I said, I've had my bank account hacked. I had my 401K hacked. Um, really? Had my 401K hacked. And they were taking 25 cents a day. And they did that for 11 years before I noticed. Who was doing this? Somebody in Jamaica, in the Cayman Islands. Then Cayman Islands, not Jamaica, Cayman Islands.
1: So, so the bank
0: alerted and so. told me, and they they actually got it because um, it was actually someone that worked at Bank of America in the Cayman Islands, and uh, so he worked for the bank and he was ciphering off so much a day from he was doing it from about um, I don't know they said about twenty one thousand people and he was doing it a day he had millions millions. Of
1: oh the my bank. gosh. For so eleven have, years have, though.
0: For eleven years. For eleven so years. So what
1: did you so did it reflect on your statement? Did you or did you think that it was a bank charge or what what was it?
0: You know what? Um at the time that my four oh one K was heavy and I think it's you know, the more you get older it, it gets heavy. But at that time I thought my four oh one K was heavy and I was really um willing to play some of my stocks at that time and, and so sometimes it would go up two thousand and go down three thousand and and then go up eleven and come down one or two thousand. I really mm-hmm. was not able and I wasn't one that checked it every month. I checked it once a year. Oh, okay. Well I thought I had about this in there. It's only about two thousand off. I never went in to see mm-hmm. and I don't know if even at that point in time that You could have seen the itemized per day, you know, but the bank alerted me and they asked if I wanted them to deposit that back in my account or they wanted me to send a check. I said, send me the check and let me deposit it and then put it in there. Yeah, no, that's
1: right.
0: Uh, You know, uh -uh, obviously. And they actually um, sent me everything to do with, um, you know, uh, firing this person prosecuting this person um and his written um deposition that talked about that listed um all of the all of the um the the accounts he was he was hacking out of and mine was one of them
1: so now let me ask you this did they send you just the money that had been siphoned or did they send you the money that had been siphoned, plus the interest had that money stayed in your account. They
0: sent me money that was siphoned and the estimated interest during that time, and they estimated high. They sure did.
1: Well, good for them. Good for you. They sure uh, did. Not, That's good. Because I wondered about that. That was the next question. That was my question, is that, okay, that's, yeah. That's a very smart one. That's what, <laughs> yeah. that's
0: what I wanted to know, too. They estimated high. They for sure. But, um. Yeah. i got a couple of things I
1: want to talk about, Gretchen. Just let me know when you're yes. ready. Okay. okay. right. Come back. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. All
0: right.
1: Good enough. All right. G's Power Hour. Never had so good entertainment. We'll be right back. Hi. I'm Tim Garrison. Uh You may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the argument. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz, the soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R and B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight on Kham Radio. Chill out jazz. Are you chillin'? Having a wedding reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event? Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar? or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast let us help at our gatherings let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable treasured call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com let us help plan your special event Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, Dee. Thanks so much for being with us today. Um, we were just talking about current events and whatnot with uh my CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment and friend and tech producer, Princess Cooper. The number, if you have comments or questions, is 516-387-1944. Before we get to some of the stuff you want to talk about, I just want to mention and congratulate um, Francis Tiafoe, uh, I may have mispronounced his name, but uh, who made uh, big strides in the U.S. Open. Dory is just wonderful to hear and, and looking forward to great things from him. So congratulations yeah. to him.
0: Mm-hmm. He yes, made ma'am. The he was he was one of four still standing and he lost to Alvarez, who actually won um the singles titles yesterday. So, um congratulations to Tiafo, I think is his name. Tiafa. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um so but yeah. anyway, congratulations to him. Um, just a good story and his parents always wanted him to to reach beyond the stars and to to pick up a talent and he did he's picked up yeah. tennis
1: he beat um he beat rafa man i you because know, that's you yeah, know, he beat know, the dog. Used, yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, um,
0: and hopefully and i and he's twenty four so and yes. and there were a lot of youngsters in the in the quarterfinals, and the one the gentleman that won the title that beat beat him was nineteen mm-hmm. years old, and he won the title yesterday, so wow. Um, A great U.S. Open to see um, Serena ushered in and to leave the Mm -hmm. way she did and to be honored the way she did. and and It was just really a good U.S. Open. Yes, it was. For
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Gretchen, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about and one of course is 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 Queen Elizabeth. Um, because my name is Princess, I think I'm a part of this role, um, whole thing, this monarchy and, and Reverend Robinson reminds me every day that we're not getting a check for them and to continue to work. So yes, um I do. <laughs> 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 but I want to go a little sports here, and I'm not even going football, which is I saw your post, your story. You said, yay, football is here. I want to talk (laughs) about um, the Duke young lady that plays um, volleyball for Duke. And, gosh, I meant to get her name. And um, the team traveled to um, BYU to play, and, and during that game, she claimed that there were people in the stands that were calling her the n word um, Oh, yeah I heard and, about that. and um, and she actually went and told a teammate which was her best friend um and the teammate said, "Well, you know, on our next time out, let's tell the coach, and they did, and the coaches actually went to um the referee and the officials, and they tried to adjust it, and they tried to remove this sin. Um, and, and when they went to the, cause you know you switch side in the court, she said that when they got to the side with the, the student section, they, she thought that they were just as relig- belligerent and aggressive. Um, and I don't know if she said they used the N-word. But anyway, um, when she switched back, it even got a little bit worse on the other side. <clears throat> and she said on the way out, one ge- gentleman said, hey, N, um, you better watch yourself on the way to the bus. So um, when Duke got back to campus, they made a formal complaint. And BYU made a, um, a statement and apologized and said that they did um, – uh um escort the um the the fan out and to ban him from all future um um games and um, activities on campus. Um BYU came back on this past Wednesday or Thursday and said they have investigated the situation and they have found that none of this is to be true. They didn't find anybody that corroborated this Duke player's um, uh, claim, and they've invited the fan back. So mm. in the meantime, Don Staley, the head coach of the national champion South Carolina Gamecocks, they had a home at home with BYU coming up. They were headed to BYU for basketball sometime in November December, and then BYU was going to return the favor and come here next year. Don Staley said that she was not going to go to BYU that she has canceled that home-and-home and and she will pick someone else to fill that particular game. And her AD supported them. After BYU came out and said they didn't find anything, the um, the AD pressured her to rekindle a relationship with BYU and Don's Day. We said, I've made my decision. And before I made that decision, I talked to several players, several um, coaches and ADs at both schools, and I'm satisfied I will not be changing mine. My story, um, but BYU is saying that hey, we didn't find any any anybody to corrobor- corroborate that she was being called a n word, mm.
1: and they were bold
0: enough to reinstate the fan. I don't know if you do that. If you are worth your salt and gold, or worth your weight in gold, you don't. Uh, you have to really be bold in your stance uh, Of white versus black To say we're going to invite them back We ain't worried about what that little girl says That's basically what they're
1: saying Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I saw the, uh, One of the articles um, It's from the Salt Lake Times or whatever They have a timeline in terms of What happened and, and yeah They're saying that uh, they couldn't corroborate It's like okay Uh i don't I don't understand why people think that the folks got the time to kind of make up this stuff. there's just too much going on in life mm-hmm. you know uh, for this uh young young lady to kind of make this stuff up you know um mm-hmm. and I'm glad mm-hmm. that the team is sticking by her and I'm just really glad that's happening but um I did post um on the g s power hour facebook page um the story uh but but um i that is just yeah uh, what so I mean and, and then the thing is is that what what do you do though uh the next time that that happens, you know, uh, do you say something, do you just keep your mouth shut, you know,
0: well, and um, a lot of people have said that Duke should have done more if if <clears throat> someone from your team who you are responsible for, because those those are kids, those are young women and men um, between right. the ages of 17 to 21, 22. Um, and if one of your players said, hey, they're really calling me, and in football I can see, okay, maybe not. But uh, female, women's women's volleyball, um, at that time, if she feels it has continued and the crowd is aggressive and continues, that, take your team off the, off the court. Take them in the locker room and go home. What's one game? Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true.
0: What's one game? And in North Carolina, um, you know, and Duke are not, um, not you know, they're not relieved of their culpability in this either. They they should have done that. I bet you, if it was one of the coaches' children that mm-hmm. was was having that aggressive oh, yeah. reaction to, they would have done something. But that young yeah. girl deserved that. Even if she felt whatever some type of way, hey, you know, and for the guy to say, "Hey, watch it back on the way to the bus, what are you trying to say?" And I can tell while mm-hmm. i tell you while I was in college, you know my my brothers just didn't play that, you know. And we would go to those Georgia-Florida games in Jacksonville all the time. And we won, and I was singing the fight song coming out of the tunnel, and one of the Georgia guys pushed me. My brother looked up. He said, hey, because I'm like five or six rows up. He said, did he push you? I said, (laughs) "Yup." My brother couldn't Mm. get there fast enough. He said, this is a game. The sun is going to come up tomorrow. But did you just push my sister? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. and, and, I, and I do think we, we get really bent out of shape about the competitive nature sometimes. It's a game. And, and, yeah. I, and I like coaches that say after games, win or lose, that um, we're not solving any world problems here. We, we don't have the nuclear codes. We're just out here playing a game. Yeah. And that is so true. And hey, my Florida Gators lost. You know, my Dallas Cowboys lost. They were the only team in the division, the NFC East to lose. And then my Atlanta Braves lost last night after coming back. I had a tough my week. My and Bulls oh. won. My
1: Bulls won. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. My Cowboys played my
0: Cowboys and really mauled them. And then South Florida comes to the swamp next week. So, you know, we, we have a lot of, but the sun came up this morning. God gave us another day. <laughs> another Amen. chance, an opportunity to be awesome. You Amen. know. Um um, for sure, but we take this thing too seriously. Um and I'm yeah. gonna just try to squeeze in um Queen um Queen Elizabeth II is gone. Um yeah. ninety six No, Gretchen. And yep. um I, I love the pomp and circumstance of uh of the monarchy, but the monarchy itself and the rules that they engage in, and the practices mm-hmm. that they practice, and their concerns that they had about Meghan and Harry, and the color yeah. of the skin of their baby, um, you mm-hmm. know, has taken me to the other side. But ninety-six yeah. years is ninety-six years, and seventy years on the throne is a long time. Um, so, um, it rest well. That's that's really all I can say. But there was a yeah. lot of controversy behind the, behind closed doors, for sure.
1: Yep, a lot of controversy. A lot to manage, especially coming in at such a a young age, taking over, um, especially when you weren't kind of expected to, um, you know, but uh, someone had to go and get married (laughs) against the rules, and then you're you're kind of stuck. But, you know, I think she did the best she could with what she had. Um, I was listening to somebody talking about one story about – I want to say it was a meeting or something that she had with uh, Churchill and and her having to kind of, you know, remind him, you know, even though she was a young woman, (laughs) what her rank was and how she kind of outranked him, you know. Mm So I want to... Touch on quickly um, something that was brought to my attention. Like I said, unfortunately, I'm sorry we didn't get to live stuff last week, but um, uh, our, our, one of our um, guests, Kevin Anderson, had um, sent me over uh, an article. Um, officers that won $1. $1.4 $1. 4 million in a discrimination suit over guarding Derek Chauvin, um, Derek, Derek Chauvin's uh, um, a, a Accused uh, murderer of george floyd and um supposedly according to this is an article off of axios i'm going to try to uh, post it um, that the officers who identify as black hispanic pacific islander American and multiracial they um claimed discrimin- discrimination in the hostile work environment based on their race and the color of their skin um They apparently were taken off of the floor. Uh, They were prevented from guarding Derek Chauvin, uh, and they say it was because of their race. They were taken off of the floor where, I guess, his trial was supposed to be, and um, other people were were put in their place. So uh, they apparently found uh, some merit in their charges and uh, paid out $1.4 million. But uh, that was something that came, you know, (laughs) Derek Chauvin trial is a gift that keeps on giving, unfortunately. Um, But, uh, you know, hopefully this will, you know, let other um, areas know that, uh, you know, you can't just kind of get away with a lot of this stuff anymore. No matter how big the trial is, it's still, you know, and I'm sure these officers probably thought you know, all of the attention was being paid on on trial and paid to Shelvin and they weren't you know and the George Floyd and they weren't gonna get their due process but they did, so I'm glad to hear that. So Yeah. Well good for them. Good for them. Yeah. And it is
0: good just for the them. key song giving.
1: Yep. <laughs> it is, it is. But hopefully giving in a way that'll straighten out some other other folks too. So anyway just want to let people know um, there's a possibility, a very good possibility, that uh, we may be expanding the show. So if you have any um, ideas, because i got my own ideas, obviously, but if you have any ideas that you'd like to see in terms of who you'd like to see on the show or topics you'd like to see us discuss or anything, uh, just hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. Um, That's a work in progress. Um, that might have might happen. I'm just going to say might God willing as soon as next month, but, um, and uh, so also too, if you, uh, want to advertise on the show, um, you know, like I said, let, let me know. Uh, do you power, power our Facebook page is uh, a way to get in contact with us and let us know what you want. So anyway, I want to get back to, um, um, sports cause like, yeah, it's football season, but we still have, um, uh what is basketball still going on baseball all of that it's i yeah. that kind of gets all pushed to the back burner for me when once they start football
0: the WNBA finals are going on they had game 1 yesterday the Las Vegas Aces versus the Connecticut Suns I think it is um, is their nickname so that has started, and um, I think that the the Aces took the first game of um, the best of five, and then um, Major League Baseball will go will play in the regular season at the end of the month, so they still have about you know 19 20 games to 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 play left to play in their 162 games um, season, and then mm-hmm. they'll start. Um, of the playoffs in October. They actually um, came out and announced new rules for Major League Baseball starting next season. Um, The pitcher will be on a pitch count, which means they'll be on a timer. So if there's nobody on base, the pitcher has to throw his next pitch within 15 seconds. If there is somebody on base, they have to throw within the next 20 seconds. They're trying to speed up the game. Um, also, Major League Baseball will forego. There will be no more defensive shifts. Um, uh, so, if you know a player only hits to the right side of the of, of the base of uh, the right side of second base, and you put all four players in the infield on that side, you will no longer be able to do that. You have to have two to the left of second base and two to the right of second base and all four infielders have to be on the clay and not the grass. So and they are cre- increasing the size of the of the the bases. Um they they're doing that. They want to see more scoring obviously um in the game. So baseball made some major changes uh in their rules committee a couple of days ago.
1: Okay. We'll see what happens. Uh, something I wanted to get to, though that, forgive <laughs> me for being a little distracted. Something I wanted to get to, though that I wanted, I want folks to kind of be aware of. So, if you're one of those pro- procrastinators for Christmas gifts and stuff, I would advise you not to do that um, at all. Uh, we were already having shipping issues within uh, the. Uh, retail industry, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better because I know that uh, there was an article about the possibility of UPS workers going on strike. Did you hear something, anything about that, Princess? You, you know what?
0: Um, no, I haven't heard anything about UPS going on strike. I've heard that they're both UPS and FedEx are uh What is the word? I'm literally looking for more workers to work. They're down in their numbers as far as um, people to work. But, no, I hadn't heard about either one going on strike.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to find it. But I I had heard or thought I saw something um, about UPS workers possibly going on strike. You no, know, so, I haven't so, heard
0: that, and I actually have in my family. Um, one of John's sons is is works for FedEx, and he's in, um, um, in, in a managerial position. I haven't heard that for either one, and they keep tabs on each other for sure.
1: Well, the one thing I would suggest is this would be a good time to uh, travel around your neighborhoods or your cities or each suburbs or whatever, and see you know what small businesses are out there that um, have the kind of gifts that you may want to give for the holidays and, and try to support them. And I would say try to support them early too because a lot of the stuff that some of these small businesses even get in order to um to uh you know, do the type of business that they do if they you know, they, if they manufacture certain things, they need supplies for that stuff they have to rely on on some of these shippers in order to get the stuff that that they need in order to produce the stuff for you. So I would just not procrastinate uh, for the holidays. Um, I would go ahead and and just take inventory in terms of who needs to get what and where you need to get it from and what your backup plan is going to be. So
0: Yeah, you definitely want to do that, especially if you have kids and children under the age of 12 or whatever who are really looking for a specific toy or something that they've seen on television, you know, um, um, quantities are definitely going to be limited. And even the mm-hmm. quantities that they have are going to be limited in the in the shipping time. Um, so if you're waiting, <laughs> I would suggest that if you're waiting until Black Friday to do your first shopping, you're already behind the mm-hmm. handle. Uh, <laughs>
1: <for sure. laughs> I would say if you if, if there's a Black Friday sale to be had just you know I would just not use Black Friday to get something that you expect to have by Christmas. I would use Black Friday maybe to get something that that you just wanted and you've just been waiting for it to go on sale but you don't have to have it by a certain deadline because you're just going to give yourself a heart attack or just some unneeded stress. You know, I would just I would use Black Friday to just enjoy the sales and, and not necessarily make it the, the item that you need for Christmas because I think you may be sol. So hmm. anyway, there you go. Um Oh, I know the one thing I wanted to ask you about tonight. Um, Russell Wilson, uh, right? Is, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: Russell Wilson. That should be
1: interesting. Um, He's was traded yeah. to the Denver
0: Broncos, and his first game is to go back to his hometown of Seattle, not his hometown, but his first NFL position with the Seattle Seahawks. And so mm-hmm. it will be Russell Wilson at quarterback and Geno Smith at quarterback on the other side, African-American versus African-American. I'm excited to see, though, Russell Wilson go back and see what kind of reception he gets. Um And, you know, he's in a division, the AFC West, and that is a packed division. But Patrick Mahomes at Kansas City, um, David Carr with Las Vegas Raiders, and then um, Justin Herbert with uh, the Chargers, and then there's Russell Wilson. Probably the best division with four quarterbacks that are so powerful. Um, But Mm -hmm. I I want Russell Wilson to get off to a great start tonight, and I'm rooting for him and his entire family. I think he seems to be a man that's trying to do it right.
1: Well, good. Well, we wish him the best tonight. Um, we don't wish anything bad for anybody in, in particular, but we do wish him the best tonight. So, Thank you very much, Princess, for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. Nope. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour I've Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.